Let's work. Yo, it's go time, show time, never back in downtime. One shot, yo, make it count, yo. Crunch time, shine time, make this moment my time. Get a grip, yo, ready, set, go. We bring the thunder. Bring the thunder. Yeah, it's my time, yo time, step into the spotlight. Get lit, yo, let yourself go. Our time, high time, gotta go big time. This is it, yo, never take no fight time. Grind time, take it to the street time. Turn the roof off, get loco. Game time, win time, we gon' bring it home time. No regrets now, let it all go. We bring the thunder. Good evening and welcome to Mountain Bears. I'm Ace tonight, and of course with me tonight is birthday boy himself, my super cubby as it is, Techie Joe. Hello, hello. Yes, I'm here. I've survived another year. Yes, you have. So how's your birthday been? It's been good. It's been yeah. good. You know, since yours is the first one of our household out of quarantine, I know, right? Like, yeah. I got to have a real birthday. <laughs> you got to have a real birthday. So it's like, yay! Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Well, thank you for the many happy birthdays. Um, there there have been many nice presents. I think um, you come off camera and go get your most favorite one. Um, no, no, I can't. The one that, you know, is going to allow you to have wardrobe items that I presently said no to. Do what now? Hanging over there on the shelf to the left. Hanging on the shelf over to Turn your head the other direction. By the door. Okay. It's hanging up there. It enables you to get those Hawaiian shirts. Oh, yes. Sorry, I was froze for a second. I thought you were going to ask me to get one of the other ones. No. He's had a really good birthday. That started Tuesday. You know, as you age, you get longer times. You know, next year I get to take a whole month for my birthday. Uh, how are you? I'm going to say some hellos. Hello, Miss Brenda. Hello, Facebook user. Hopefully, you're one of my baristas. And we're back with Farmer Joe. Hey, I'm not Farmer Joe. Okay. I, I just own a small dinosaur park. Ooh. Cloning went well. Um, Tell me about it. Really but yes. I could use three of you. I think all our clients would agree to have three of you. Three? Three? three. I'm sorry, what? Three? Three. When did we? Whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> you oh, said, no, we're not cloning me. We're not doing multiplicity. Yes. No, no, no. Then I could have the perfect housewife, Joe. I could have 
the bedroom Joe and everyone else can have the techie Joe. Uh, no, 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 no. The rest of us who have seen the movie know how this, this turns out. Mm-hmm. It, it's sort of like making a copy of a copy of a copy is the, like, it gets worse. Uh-huh. Like, we would end up with Caveman Joe. Right. And Facebook user, to answer your question, yes, if you want your name to appear up in the break room, you do have to allow StreamYard. Otherwise, you have to give StreamYard permission. Otherwise, you can stay Facebook user because that's part of the fun of being a barista is you can put on a mask. You can, you can. Oh, hey, Ashley. Yes. Cool. So, yeah, Party Hat is here. Yes, Party Hat. Sorry, I didn't see that part or I would have gotten it faster. (sighs) What? You were threatening to list off my other presents. No. Short version, someone did their uh, birthday shopping at the adult bookstore. Short version, someone started their birthday shopping a while ago. (laughs) You know, you got a nice... Granted, it was not supposed to be an adult bookstore trip. No, it was supposed to be an Amazon trip, but my freaking bank doesn't like Amazon. No, they really don't like you using Amazon. No. Which is weird. I've never had a problem. Like, they're fine with me doing Amazon. Mm -hmm. So you got birthday, you've got boyfriend birthday presents. Mm -hmm. You've got a nice leather bracelet that's Doctor Who themed. I do. You have a lovely leather journal. I do. Yeah. And you got Ruby Tuesdays. I did. And cheesecake. Yes. We stopped by Kroger on the way home. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What? I'm cool with that. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, cake and ice cream or the great big giant, like, cake with all the frosting and stuff never really did much for me. See, I always enjoy a nice Boston cream or a themed birthday cake. Mm Mm-hmm. Aw, I could have been born on National Cheesecake Day. That would be appropriate. (laughs) <laughs> what it would be that's fine you can go ahead and tell them your birthday story which one the one your mother told all your children all the children oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. well now this must be up in a few places um yeah so mom kind of locked up and all of us kids were born near holidays and so she took advantage of that um, because three of us were born near July 4th. So that was our birthday party. Um, one of us was born near Halloween. So Halloween was just for them. Everyone dressed up for them. All the neighbors gave out candy just for them. Um, and then one unfortunate sibling was born closer to Thanksgiving so Thanksgiving was all for them. I, the whole reason we did it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Strange thing is the one during, correct me if I'm wrong, with the one during Thanksgiving had the metabolism of a horse. Do what now? Isn't the Pete the one before Thanksgiving? No. Oh. No. No. That that would have been scary. Like, that would have, I guess, made more sense. (laughs) Right. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fair. Pretty sure mom probably, you know, considered it the boarding of a Clydesdale. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. My, for my brother to, like, okay, keep in mind, you would think looking at me that as I say this, you're, you're now picturing a bigger version of me. No. No. My brother through his entire life was probably like this big around. He just yeah. got taller. That's all he ever did was he got tall. Fruit mm -hmm. and no could eat you out of house and home. Easily. Like he's the scary skinny guy at the all you can eat buffet. Because like everyone thinks it's the big people that kill the buffet. No, it's always some skinny little dude. Mm -hmm. Like in high school, this was a friend of mine, and we used to laugh mm -hmm. because the rest of us got our three little plates of food from the buffet, and and there he went on like plate fifteen, mm -hmm. with no signs of mm -hmm. slowing down. Mm -hmm. He actually got thrown out of a buffet because of him. Was it because he was mixing food on the buffet? No, because the, the restaurant owner actually came over and said, you have eaten all you can eat. Get out. <laughs> we were literally told you have eaten all you can eat. Get out. <laughs> it was a sad moment. It was a, a sad, sad moment. Hey, Mika. Welcome to the party. Hi, Mika. Yeah. Yeah. So which case do you want to take? The weird one or the rest of them? Um, <laughs> the weird one, I guess. Uh, like, right. A few of them qualify for those terms. Oh, no. These, this is one to get our, you know, our little area on the news media. Two men arrested after after man being held in dog kennel in Beckley. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a hard story to read because, yeah, it's a little confusing. Um, these were two men from Michigan. Um, they're both from Detroit. Um, but apparently we're in Beckley at a house on Foster Avenue. Um... A witness figured out what was going on. Um, they threatened the witness to not call police. Um, but yeah, so she did. Yay. Thank you, witness. Um, but the victim suffered multiple injuries, including a broken arm mm -hmm. um, and reported being beaten with a shovel while in captivity as the suspects repeatedly demanded money. Um, meanwhile, they took video of the uh, beating of the victim um, in which uh, involved their, uh, their faces. So pretty open and shut on that one. I, I, uh, I saw the headline and went, uh, how strong are these dog kennels? You know, I, well, uh, I'm so confused 
um, in, in like wondering whether this was an elder abuse situation as well. I don't know. Uh, well, no, twenty-eight. Well, that's the victims, or uh, sorry, the suspects are apparently. I mean, I'm going. If the one is twenty-eight, I would say the other is within ten years of that, mm -hmm. like thirty-eight max. Right. So yeah, I'm just curious if there was an elder victim in this case. What the deal was. I'm just wondering what size kennel these dudes had and how do they haul it all the way from Michigan? Because we barely got, you know, because we have a crate for, you know, Gizmo. He has to be yeah. created. He's an Australian Shepherd. It's part of their thing. They have to have a den. They like uh, their den. And if you don't give them a den, they'll make a den. Mm hmm. Oh. Uh, something tells me I don't think the witness to this one's going to get protection on that mm -hmm. and actually brings up a good point charleston and Beck get a lot of detroit implant centers actually reversed a lot of people went from west virginia to detroit when the mines went down but the automotive went up mm -hmm. there's a lovely story about you know uh the mass mar you know the migrant margations that occurred over the 1900s mm -hmm. both north and south out of the mountains um yeah. But, you know, it's one of those things. He had a broken arm. I get that. He's been beaten with a shovel, mm -hmm. according to the report. And I'm like, how much money do you think this guy had? It, it takes a lot of work to keep up a, po up a pooch, much less a human pooch. Well, you know. Um, and I don't want to make light of this because, I mean, it, it's a very serious thing. I mean, the story is absolutely bonkers right um but i do like there it sounds like a lot of human suffering attached to this one too yes um I, I, yeah. it's but it is very confusing mm -hmm. um yeah i'm looking to see if we have any more on this one because i figure this has got to be a story no one's gonna let drop um because I would expect a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Okay, and yeah, so doo -doo 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 -doo, that's basically the same story. Um, and we do have a lot of that in the area. Another one has been arrested. Three? Three men. Oh, wow. Well, it's believed to be drug-related. Oh, yeah. yeah. Large dog kennel when they search the home. Right. So Just that, to wonder what kind of dog kennel we're talking about here. Because I don't... Well, I mean, I can't guarantee that. Um, but I wouldn't think something like what we have. Because we do technically have a collapsible dog kennel. Yeah, that's a large dog kennel. Well, but... Like, I'm thinking, are we talking about different kinds of dog kennels here? Because, like, ours, I uh, I would think you would have to do a lot of oversight of a human. 
to right. keep them from being able to to potentially get out of that. Right. I'm not saying that they should have easily been able to get out of this. I'm just saying I would think if you left them alone for you know a decent length of time, they mm-hmm. most people probably could possibly possibly. But you know he's got a broken arm. He's been beaten with a shovel. Yeah. So if that's where all this started. Mm-hmm. Hi, um, how are you? How are you being? Nice to see you back. Grab the coffee. It's on the left. Sit on down. Let's join the conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but no, yeah. this is one of those that's like, mm, it needs to have some more reporting. You know, she needs to get on that one. Because, of course, it's done by our, one of our famous reporters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, because, Yeah. I'm just looking online. There, there's a lot of different types. Everything from the cute little like, oh, it's you know an end table, um, to way more substantial things. Right. So yeah, depending upon and you know what we're talking about, like all the way on up to like it's a wood shelter. Like there's a large range, and I thought there was. There's a large range there. Right. Um, and some of these are really like heavy duty. Right. Like yeah, even for the, like the size dogs they're meant for. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sitting here going, I'm seeing like large chunks of steel and a little tiny puppy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's so cute. Well, puppy and these large steel like slats. Like right. so yes. Yes, I did have a good day. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to our next topic of the SOS being sent out from Charleston. Yeah, that's another fun one. Um, so, yeah. Um, so we've talked about this, I believe, uh, somewhat. Right. Um, in the past, we have a situation in West Virginia in which um, effectively what's happened is um, a little over a year ago now, almost probably a year and a half, give or take, um, we started down a path toward um, changing how needle exchange in West Virginia works. Uh-huh. Um, this kind of all grew out of Charleston and Kanawha County itself and a lot of resident upset with um, the what had been termed a junkie mart um, being set up, um, also known as a needle exchange program. Uh-huh. Um, and the effect or the fears of the effect on the community um effectively what happened is by uh local ordinances um they shut down the kanawha county program leaving Mm -hmm. west virginia health right being the only operator of a needle exchange um and there's a lot of concerns around the health right approach um they, and, and they've pushed really hard into territory that has made the, uh, that basically flies in the face of CDC guidelines for needle exchange programs. 
um, for creating a, a, an actually effective, safe, helpful, utilized program. Mm -hmm. um, so what was effectively said when they did this is, was a prediction that there will be an explosive growth of HIV cases as a result. Joke mm -hmm. a year, all of a sudden, we are now in an epidemic level increase of new HIV needle share related um, HIV cases right. in Kanawha County. Right. Which even is a more expansive one because it's not just the needle exchange. Mm -hmm. Not just the needle users. This spreads out like right. a web. It affects not only the, the, the person shooting up the drugs, mm -hmm. it can affect a person not even connected to them. Because, hey, tell you, it's like playing ba uh, Kevin Bacon. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon with HIV. Well, it's not only that. It's that if you're focused solely on drug people using drugs and thinking the idea the idea that you can look at someone and tell that they have ever used an IV drug ever. Mm -hmm. Good luck with that. Yeah. Um, moreover, then you start getting into community spread, right. which is you know when people who are using IV drugs, maybe someone's boyfriend, girlfriend, or someone they pay to have sex with. Mm -hmm. And then on down the line, you, you, so you run into a situation where you can quickly see this pick up through a community, yep. especially when the, when the group immediately at risk has very little to do directly with uh, another group, sure. such as married men, for, uh, for instance, that are having sex with men um, on the side, mm -hmm. unawares of happily married women who in West Virginia, neither of those people will probably get an uh, HIV test for a very, very long time mm -hmm. um, or any other STD or STI testing until they report symptoms or ask for one. Right. Or they get it because they're having neck surgery or because they're having this surgery or that surgery. And it's standard common practice. Right. Okay. Because it's ironic that when you go for surgery, they make the immediate assumption that everyone could be. Mm -hmm. When you go to your doctor for your routine medical exam, for your normal trip to the doctor, whatever it may be, no one makes that assumption. Right. Unless, and literally, it's just getting the point that they're starting to ask, um, especially vulnerable populations. Like, Start. they're just starting to ask. Right. Like, they're just getting comfortable enough. Mm -hmm. So, I'm um, going to say this, and I'm going to be very dang direct about it. This mm -hmm. is a speech I tend to have to give younger 20-year-olds in the bear community, but I'm going to give it to all of y'all, too. If you're fucking, you need to be tested. Yep. Don't care. Same partner 30 years. Don't care. 
and you just don't want to be testing for HIV. You want to be, have a full STI panel because there's some STIs, i.e. living herpes, you can get from using a public restroom. Well, and also there's the issues, uh, and, and this isn't a new problem, side note, for anyone you know sitting out there. A lot of cookie-baking grandmas mm -hmm. started popping up with syphilis mm -hmm. and related dementia from untreated syphilis because a lot of our war-fighting grandpas um, <clears throat> might have done some things overseas um, that they didn't talk about when they got home. Right. So just assuming that you're, you know, married and you, your partner, as far as you know, has been faithful. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, uh, there's there's some cookie baking grandmas left in the world that can tell you that's not how that works. Right. And see, that's right. what people don't get is you're, you're 58, you're 70 year olds. They're the ones growing the largest cases, uh, well, excluding Charleston, the largest cases of STIs, because they're more or less likely after menopause to stop using protection. Yeah. <coughs> well, and we also have a problem with elder populations. Yeah. Um, because, hi, welcome to the world uh, that Pfizer created. Um, we have, you know a large dating population, um, oftentimes uh, divorced and or widowed, um, well into their 70s, 80s, and 90s, who are still not only love life active, but sexually active. Yes. Um, generationally, they run into some issues there. Yep. Um, as in the messaging that they got, which is primarily what they're still relying on was very, 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 very different. Right. Um, in which a lot of women, um, especially, are very vulnerable in these situations mm -hmm. um, because effectively they were given little to no information other than to please their man. Which is bullshit. And that was it. Like, you know, like there was no discussion. Uh -huh. So little that it's not really effective. Uh -huh. um, granted, that's starting to change. The boomer population technically would be the beginning of that change. Uh -huh. um, you know, where the messaging started to shift a little. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, that's still a lot of people out there. Yeah. And a lot of generational carry on from that. Mm hmm. And when you couple with the inability to get pregnant due uh -huh. to age and menopause, mm -hmm. um, you, you can sometimes run into issues there. Yeah. Um, as well as a lot of forgetfulness to some degree of families to even consider that or broach that conversation. Right. That, hey, dad. You're being sexually active in your 60s and 70s. Um, 90s. Yeah, or, you know, 60s, 70s and beyond. Um, some things have changed. <laughs> we don't just have to worry about it burning when you pee. 
Um, there's some other things that uh -huh. you might want to be, you know, concerned about. And see, this is where I, and you know, someone uh, in the comments here brings it up. Um, the stigma around STIs. No, you need to get, we need to get over it. It needs to be part of like, you go to the doctor every year, they run the same blood work, test your cholesterol, give you a happy little HIV test and turn around and figure out exactly where your blood levels are for other things. Like it's normal every day. Right. But the more important part is we've got a problem in Charleston. We've got trouble brewing in Charleston. Well, because we're coupling this atmosphere that doesn't really test to begin with. Right. Um, with an explosion in what's considered a negative, negatively viewed portion of the population. Mm-hmm. Coupled with the idea that you can spot a drug addict or a zombie, as the news, uh, or not the news, but people quoted in the news are frequently fond of saying, mm -hmm. um, that you can spot all, all everyone who's ever done drugs because of this. No, you can't. Right. They sit next to you at church. They ride the bus with you. They, they are sitting two cubicles down from you at work. They are your friends. They are your spouses. There's a lot of people that have at least tried a lot of drugs, including IV drugs. There are also a lot of people that will be completely functional while having a drug problem mm -hmm. for a significant amount of time, mm -hmm. even IV drug users. Right. And then there's all the people connected to them. Right. In any number of ways. So just thinking you can look at someone and tell whether or not they have a drug problem is ridiculous on its face, just as ridiculous as it is to assume you can look at someone and tell if they're HIV positive or not. Like, hate to tell you, you're really not going to know until HIV becomes acquired immunodeficiency syndrome and all of the signs and symptoms start mm -hmm. to physically appear, which include things like carposy sarcoma, muscle wasting, um, on down that lovely list of visual cues that someone is not just HIV positive, but has AIDS. Um, you're not going to immediately see that. And that can take upwards of a decade. I would say even up towards to 20 years. Potentially. Yeah. And that's the low, and that's the slow acting strand. Right. You know, because we're learning, well, the public's learning mm -hmm. that there's multiple strands of COVID. Mm -hmm. There's also multiple strands of other diseases. Yeah. And mutations of other diseases. There always have been. Right. And that, that was one of the things that it took a while to figure out, I know, on the HIV AIDS front. Mm -hmm. was that because there were some people that died very quickly. They, mm -hmm. they became HIV positive and be, uh, ended up in, at uh, terminal very quickly mm -hmm. um, within just a matter of a couple or a, a very few years. Mm -hmm. And then there were people that were very, very healthy for a very long time and thankfully were able to get medication. 
Mm -hmm. um, you know, once medication was developed um, that could fight the disease um, and halt its progression. Mm -hmm. And, you know, still took a while, um, but they were able to maintain health for longer. Right. Hold on and hang in there. Exactly. And this is even getting the attention of the CDC. They are mm -hmm. now working directly with CAMC to figure out exactly how they can support the Charleston area. And, you know, they're calling it flat blank, you know, a problem our political officials have created. Mm -hmm. It is. We, we have... And on top of all this was a Senate bill, if I remember correctly, in the West Virginia Senate, um, looking to create new restrictions for all of West Virginia and its needle exchange programs. Right. Um, so these two events are colliding against each other uh -huh. um, because there are many wonderful CDC guideline they wrote the handbook on this um, needle exchange programs operating in West Virginia. Yeah. Um, Huntington Cabell uh, runs a great one. Um, Mongalia Health runs a great one. Mm -hmm. um, there are many others. Um, but what this legislation originally sought to do was completely, totally, and utterly gut those programs. Mm -hmm. um, the revisions to it are not as great as one would have hoped. Right. Um, so it would fundamentally very drastically change how those programs operate. Mm -hmm. um, potentially to the point in which they are no longer able to get any kind of funding um, because they're not operating under CDC guideline um and would effectively limit the usefulness of them and that is the thing that health right has taken hits on for years based on their data is under utilization of the programs that they offer exactly and you know there's a lot of problems with health right in general they mm -hmm. are very much an issue in this state and then you have the, the other part of that senate bill was to stop the pop-ups. Um, there's a lot of activist groups, a lot of substance abuse support organizations that were running pop-ups when they, Charleston became a problem. Right. Um, and that basically West Virginia is going to require a license to run a needle exchange program. Um, like you cannot do any form of needle exchange activity without a license. Um, that license is going to, and I think they may have reworded it a little, but effectively it's, uh, the original intent was to make it at the whim of county commissioners and the sheriffs, uh, uh, the sheriff of that county. Mm -hmm. If any member of county commissioners or the sheriff deemed the program to be a problem, they could shut it down. Um, for any reason. Um, additionally, these programs were going to have to take bear 100% of uh, liability for any needles that were um, related to an accidental stick. 
i.e. someone finds a needle on a playground, accidentally sticks themselves, this program was going to be forced to uh, handle all costs for that, um, as well as penalties for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it just went on and on and on and it effectively was like we're gonna railroad you out of town. We will find a way. Right. And see that's uh, the problem with this. We have a drug situation that we can treat them like the lost children they are and support them, give them opportunities for counseling, give them resources while they're there, run a food pantry while they're there. Mm-hmm. Fix them. And this this isn't about encouraging drug use. And I, that's the thing that always gets me. Everyone wants to keep saying this is encouraging drug use. It's free drugs, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. No, it's not free drugs. It is a safe place to use them in many programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, safe use sites are often a part of the program. As in someone who is already procured can go into a room, use drugs, um and do so with the knowledge that should anything happen like we have seen with multiple fentanyl cases of of drugs laced Mm -hmm. there are emergency uh responders there on site who can help right so it it gets immediate uh intervention for any form of overdose And Marty, if you want a reading hunt, I work off a question specifically and need your birthday. Yep. Yep. But no, this is like West Virginia. You you have two choices here. Copy what has been already working. Copy what has worked in Seattle. Copy what has been working everywhere else. Mm Mm-hmm. Or start digging graves. Yeah. One of the two. Yeah, these are the programs that work in New York, Chicago, D.C. Like, this is, like, what Monongalia Health has done, what Cabell Huntington has done, is basically a prepackaged concept Mm -hmm. with proven effectiveness, with proven results. And it took a little while to get there. They tried some things. Mm -hmm. Not all of this is clearly intuitive. Mm Mm-hmm. But it is very impactful on communities um, in changing the situation and especially for preventing community spread of communicable disease. Right. Um, As well as providing much better life outcomes for people who currently have a substance abuse disorder. I don't get how it's that hard to find. The numbers are there. Right. Like, it's not like follow the bouncy ball we've been doing this right and you know i have always said thank you marty i'll get that just a second Mm -hmm. Um, i've always said and will continue to say that an addiction is connected to an emotional or physical ailment okay yeah well, it's like what we've mostly seen is drug use in and of itself is has predominantly environmental contribution Uh addiction doesn't occur on its own like a lot of what we've been told about how addiction works Uh is fundamentally wrong right not that it it never works that way not that that's not part of it 
Um, but it's not all just pleasure reward short circuiting. Yep. A lot of it is life based. Right. When you look at people with addiction problems, you start finding all kinds of contributing elements, including, um, you know, unreported and undealt with sexual assault, trauma, violence, uh, especially family violence, child abuse, um, like start naming it. Right. Um, like this is where a lot of this is born um, in that this is a very unhealthy, but coping mechanism for pain, um, not physical, right? but emotional pain. Exactly. But, you know, if this is the world that we live in today, and we need to get real with it. It's like, I never thought I'd carry Narcan in my purse. I carry Narcan in both my purses. I didn't think that would be how we would spend our anniversary, getting Narcan training, but there we were. Exactly. It was the best thing. We did. You know, they say a couple together. Yeah, it was a great thing. You know, it was one way in the middle of a pandemic to do something together. Hey, it's better, um, you know, we spent our anniversary beforehand. Oh, Lord. What did we do? Prepped you for surgery. Fair, fair. Forgot about that one. Why do I keep forgetting about that one? I don't know. Maybe <clears throat> we're a little loopy the next day. All right, we got a question on the board. Let's yes. take a question. All right, so Marty, March 30th of 84. Will my business do well for me? Yeah, but you got to get into the nitty-gritty details of it, Marty. I mean, the money's coming. You got to, and right now you're just trying to get balance. You'll get a preventable balance of comfort. But you got to get in there and get into details. You got to look at where your money is going, what it's doing, how the business needs to grow. Set some really hard goals there and kick your butt on them. Okay. Okay. So a few comments have come in while we were talking. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, apparently uh, uh, Coshocton County in Ohio. I hope I said that right. Uh, Devin, you'll have to let me know. Um, she's pointing out that uh, has weekly overdoses, um, if not daily. I know Cabell especially has multiple daily overdoses um, and has been the center of most of the mass overdoses that we've had in the state mm -hmm. um in which they were getting a call i think like every 30 minutes mm -hmm. like if you averaged it out they were getting a call every 30 minutes right um it was an insane day um in the last fentanyl issue um and that's on top of their normal um number of overdoses in and of themselves Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a lot to take in. Um, but Devin worries about Kashokton getting HIV cases. Oh, and I did say it right. Cool. Um, getting HIV cases. That's where you have to really look at how your local health departments are handling the situation. 
Um, if there are local needle exchanges, if they're doing a lot of preventative health and, you know, so to speak, meet them where they are, um, kind of health clinics attached to, um, things like needle exchanges, uh, uh, safe use spaces, etc. Right. Um, I'm going to be a little pushy. Then see if you've got some free time once you get done being busy, see what they need some help with. Because a lot of these stuff is volunteer-based, volunteer programs, volunteer trainings. Oh, right. oh, yeah. And apparently Alexandria is trained, has their naloxone, and thought they were going to have to use it this week. Yeah. That's a scary moment. Yeah. But it's one, apparently, you know, a clergyman and his assistant is willing to take when police won't. Yeah, that's a bigger problem. And well, now that's a I, currently a bigger issue as we know it in Kanawha County, um, because that's ultimately where all this started, um, is that the um, Kanawha County Sheriff's Department, um, their sheriff basically went a little nuts on the situation mm -hmm. that um, effectively, you know, he, he doesn't want anything to do with people who have a substance use disorder and effectively takes the approach of you chose to use, you chose to die. Mm -hmm. um, that's where we are with that. Well, um, it needs to be replaced and recalled and, and charged. Yeah. Are they yeah, it, char charging these policemen with the crimes they're committing? Yeah. Absolutely. And then Ashley has a question. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Devin has one first. Okay, we'll take Devin first. Okay, Devin 316. <laughs> will I find a job closer to home? Take a look here. Yes, I actually think you do. It looks to be about six weeks. Um, this will also give you something that's a better life balance. Awesome. Okay. And Marty, I see your your business idea. I think it's great, but I also think that you should include in there um, RV services. Start seeing what you can do with an RV and helping RVers because that's a very good one there. There you go. Yeah. Ooh, Devin points out we don't have needle exchanges. Yeah. Um, now, it doesn't necessarily have to be right there. Um, what are your surrounding counties doing? Because um, sometimes we see that with, like, weird counties that, like, they're inexpensive to live in, but they also don't have a lot of community support services in them. Mm -hmm. um, and then it kind of ends up shifting to the nearest, like, major metro. Mm -hmm. um, so I would look at that too. I don't know if that helps any. Like if you're outside of Cleveland, if you're outside of Columbus, if you're outside of whatever, that may be where your bigger um, like source would be for like needle exchange. Mm -hmm. Just say. Um, but all right. And then we have Ashley. Mm -hmm. Um 82696. Am I more worried this month about finances than I need to be? Look here, Ashley. Oh, oh, sorry. Never mind. I 
I'm having one of those things are jumping on me, and I'm mm-hmm. reading them wrong. You really are. You're paying attention to too much of your down talk. You start up talking yourself again, young lady. Thought you were talking to me for a second. I was like, what the heck did I do? Not yet. <laughs> All righty. All right, let's move on to Alexa. Um, so Alexandria, uh, 531.85. Um, I was non-renewed from teaching a few weeks ago. While they recall me, I would have to talk to my friend Donna, who's a drug counselor. Oh, never mind. All right. Yes, they do, but they're going to recall you to a different school, which will be good for you. Okay. There we go. Yeah. All right. I think we're caught up. Let's move on to another cool story. Ah. Yes, now children that go to school every day do not have to worry about if they'll be able to use the bathroom or not, thanks to the Supreme Court. Yes, did that not take forever? It took three years and two, count them, two wasted um, sessions in our lovely state government. Mm-hmm. Fools. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so this, well, it took more than three years. Uh, Grimm filed suit against the board in 2015, arguing that the school's policy violated Title IX and the Equal Protection Clause. Um, So back under Obama, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the Justice Department filed a statement of interest. Then we had Trump come in. That got, you know, repealed. Or actually, they backed off the Obama-era guidance. Mm-hmm. Uh, this ended up in court. Um, so, yeah, citing the Supreme Court's landmark decision in 2020 that held that federal employment law protects LGBTQ workers, um, they ruled in favor of Grimm and his lawsuit. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Well, no, and this was Virginia. Sorry, not West Virginia. Yeah, this was Virginia that got the fight. But it was our, you know, house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we ended up doing some stupid crap related. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But good news for him. It was great that it came out in Pride Month. Um, Like, yeah. Yeah. And, you know... I think Roberts is just tired of it. I really think Justice Roberts is like, are you people serious? I think a lot of... I think at higher level legal, mm-hmm. um, they're kind of having to really work through the idea of what on the basis of sex means in terms of discrimination, mm-hmm. especially surrounding Title IX. Right. Um, I think they have a little more, a little easier time being discriminatory outside of Title IX. Um, and, and like where that's at and what it's intended to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in terms of like marriage equality, they had a little easier time trying to argue that one. Like the cake shop case, the, you know, all of those were a little easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you start moving into the school system, yeah, it's a little harder. Um, because that was, 
that that I don't think gives them as much leeway because they're like oddly narrowly written because it was meant to not be wiggled out of. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think that's where a lot of it changes. Right. But uh, what I'm saying is, is I think Roberts is at the point of literally like, what do we got to do? For you people to get that humans are humans, treat them like humans, and stop acting like idiots out there. There. Well, I was meaning the Supreme Court as a whole had more right. wiggle room. But no, um, he, he's been very vocal about this in circles about mm -hmm. how he is sick of these cases. Because he always has to be the one writing the decision or telling the decision that, no, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. and we've already spoke on Title IX so many times. We have books just for Title IX in law school. Well, and that's kind of what I'm also meaning that it, it's very, it's become a, so narrow at this point. Like everyone's right. tried something stupid right. against Title IX. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's kind of like there's just not that much left. No. Like what else you want? You know, like, Stop being dicks. Yeah. Just stop being dicks. It's real easy. Don't be a dick. Right. Move along. Move along. And I'm sure everyone has heard about Bill Cosby being released after two years because of a stupid way to solve. To, I'm really tired of prosecutors not wanting to take cases that they cannot win. Or they think they cannot win? Well, no, I don't think that was exactly the situation. Well, here's the situation. Pittsburgh got a new prosecutor. The old prosecutor issued a press statement saying, we're <coughs> pursuing charges right now. So Bill Cosby gave definition and confessed to the crimes. Yeah, he did depositions. Yeah. Oh, well, he didn't confess exactly, but he, like, all but. Yeah. Like, so, he was speaking with immunity, so he wasn't really, like, being careful about what he said. Right, but he wasn't given immunity. Problem was, is the new prosecutor came in and went, okay, this guy's just worried about Bill Cosby's name. I don't care about his name. He done a crime. He needs to go to jail. Mm-hmm. And prosecuted the case, and they finally got a victory for these for these victims. Mm -hmm. And his lawyer found the press release, so he was able to challenge it in court that that was guaranteed immunity. So all they couldn't retry. But well, couldn't years old. Do I know? He is old. Yeah. So hopefully, well, demon will get him soon. Well, yeah. Um, well, see, I struggled with this one because I was like, what kind of idiot signed off on this? Like, what kind of thing was going on for him to sign off on this? Um, the former prosecutor was basically in a situation, I think they didn't feel they had enough evidence at the time to pursue charges against Cosby. Um, but... The victim was also going after him civilly. Mm -hmm. The deal was made so he would give the deposition for a civil case um, in which, you know, at least the victim had hope of getting something. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so, no, he was not as guarded because he thought he was not going to be charged 
criminally mm-hmm. um, and had that understanding. What they effectively did was turn around and use the civil deposition mm-hmm. um, that he was supposedly given criminal immunity for participating in. Mm-hmm. Use that as evidence against him for the criminal case. Right. Which ultimately, yeah, that's what got his conviction uh, uh, brought back to the spotlight is that the case shouldn't have gone forward um, because they should technically have honored the prior prosecutor's agreements. Well, technically, what they should have done is took it to federal court and charged him with 54 counts of sexual assault. Well, and and I'm not saying there are not other cases and other issues and other things that should be done there. Right. Um, But this all technically concerned one victim. Right. Um, Five others, I believe, did testify during the trial. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was discussion over whether or not that was prejudicial. Um, There was some back and forth on that um, in the appeal. Right. As to, no, it showed pattern of behavior. Mm-hmm. So, no, at that point, no. Right. Um, but that plus the deposition testimony in the civil case mm-hmm. created a problem. Right. Oh, Devin. Devin, already you doing? Reading my research for next week, oh. but we'll go ahead and talk about it. Okay. Britney Spears' conservatorship is currently in jeopardy because the court did hear from Spears. The current um, Bessemer Trust has withdrawn because they were under under the understanding that this was a willful conservatorship. According to her testimony, it isn't. They're going, no deal here. Um, we don't want a part of this. The father is challenging but does not want to be the personal conservator mm-hmm. to the appointed personal conservator and now they have to find a new conservator of the estate which makes sense 60 million dollars no the judge did not keep Britney's father is the conservator of the estate not the conservator of the person the conservator of the estate is and conservator of the person are two different things the conservator estate protects the assets and makes sure that Brittany gets paid and makes sure that Brittany's money is going to where it needs to. Gives them the power to do that and to decide where finances are. The conservator of the person makes decisions about medical care and dinner and the color of her kitchen cabinets and anything personal related. Yeah. And um, I'm starting to wonder, um, and perhaps the easier way to, to put all this um, is more what I like, we're used or what I'm used to in West Virginia. And I know it's not the same thing, but you can appoint a fiduciary, which mm-hmm. handles your finances, F for finances, fiduciary finances, and someone for medical. Mm-hmm. So you can have a fiduciary power of attorney and a medical power of attorney. They do not have to be the same people. Right. Um, in a lot of instances, they are, mm-hmm. um, but they don't have to be. You can do a lot of things with that. Um, and effectively, a fiduciary is literally only managing your assets. However, 
um, that can have a large influence on you, the person. Mm-hmm. Um, while they're not making your medical decisions, mm-hmm. um, they can do a lot with like you know whether your bills get paid, approving you know any kind of move, um, the lifestyle to which you wish to live. Right. Um, at the same yeah. time, they're responsible for, for the bills being paid. They're responsible for collecting on contracts, signing contracts, ensuring that the fi- that everything is done in the best light of the court mm-hmm. financially. And the plan was that her father would, because think about it, it would be like you know Joe trying to take over Asen's Asenite Incorporated. He needs to come in and learn everything before they can do it. So Bessemer was supposed to come in, work with the dad, and then the dad could go away. Mm-hmm. Well, Bessemer's saying, nope, don't want it. Dad's <clears> going, oh, we have that temporary, because he stepped down as the personal conservator two years ago. Mm-hmm. We, and um, someone else was appointed to that position. Montgomery's the last name. Yeah. Um, I think think this is either Brittany's sister or stepsister. I got no, this is a third party altogether. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. I it's hard to keep track of. Right. Um, and, oh, 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 that was the law firm. Um they're the lawyer. Yeah. Um yeah, that and there's a lot of questions around him because him and Jamie were working really in concert. And there were already some concerns that maybe not in Britney's best interest. Um, There's a lot of concerns being voiced that I don't think Jamie Spears was aware of with the personal conservatorship. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the personal conservator doesn't have to talk to the estate conservator other than where's my check, where's her allowance for this week. Yeah. All that that has to occur, that's all that occurs right there. Um, Because... Jamie Spears is not in Las Vegas. Right now, Brittany isn't either. She's in Hawaii on vacation. But Jamie Spears is in L.A. running, um, I think it's, um, it's named after one of her, uh, one of her companies is in, Los, is in L.A. Um, Do It Again, Baby, or something other. He runs the, all that th- for Brittany. Um, mm-hmm. But the important part, and the important part we learned during the leaked transcriptions is this is a voluntary conservatorship. Brittany was not told that she could petition the court to end the conservatorship. There is a large question now in an evidentiary hearing being requested by Jamie Spears and Brittany's mother's lawyer over why Brittany is even not being told this is what you've got to do to end this conservatorship. When that has now been made very clear to all the lawyers that that's what she wants done. But it's not like this instant thing where she can just snap and, you know, she has in charge of all her companies, all her branding and her person. That would be too much for the normal person to do. We see what happens with that every time someone wins a lottery. Right. Well, and then the other part of this mm-hmm. is the way the conservatorship was set up. Technically, even if she had been told how to do it, mm-hmm. she didn't have the ability to do it. 
debatable at the current point, and here's why. I know, but they're even up to and including, she would not have been able to pay for an attorney to do it. Because she already has an attorney. Right, but that attorney was effectively double rolling. No, no, oh. they're not sure on that yet. Okay. Okay. It's just a, they're unsure on that. These are allegations being made. Um, she said she wasn't aware that she could petition the court. That's all we know for the moment. Now, here are some facts to understand. Large stars like Britney Spears, Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson was under a conservatorship. This is very common to have a, an estate conservatorship. Mm -hmm. Very common. And she may maintain that, and she may maintain it with Bessemer Trust, which is who managed Michael Jackson's affairs. And who bought like the Beatles music and who bought all this stuff for him mm -hmm. because it's a very large operation and if you're wanting to live your life and produce your music it's easy to go buy somebody and tell well, them do it for you well and also make sure that if she decides to quit working tomorrow mm -hmm. that you know she has significant assets right and these assets are at right now, more than enough to carry her very comfortably through the rest of her life. Right. Like, never have to, you know, do another single, never have to get on stage, never have to sign another autograph, nothing. Right. Go play in the garden, you know, become a <laughs> straw hat wearing lady of the South. Whatever you want to do. Right. Like, you know, you could live a nice leisurely life. Right. Good job. Way to go, Brittany. Right. Um, but th so it, it's kind of like the ultimate in financial planning for retirement uh -huh. with a presumption you, you once you've hit this point, you could technically just retire 25, right. 30, 40, whatever you are. Uh -huh. You can just go, no, thanks. I'm good. Uh -huh. Yeah. Right. Done. A lot of what she spoke of was the conservatorship of the person, mm -hmm. not the conservatorship of the finances. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's a debate on whether, you know, and Jamie Spears and his lawyers just stepped up and said, well, maybe we need to review if she needs a personal conservatorship. Mm -hmm. Maybe she doesn't need a personal conservatorship. She needs an estate conservatorship. Which mm -hmm. makes more sense. Right. There are few people at her level that do not have a estate conservatorship. Or at least a damn good multi-service business manager. Right. Like, it, it's a nice, like, the conservatorship, probably a very nice way in many cases, is restated as a business manager. Someone right. who literally, or your accountant. And not a TikTok variety accountant, but a real accountant um, who, who manages everything, mm -hmm. you know, and, and literally financially, you, you don't know what you have or where it's at. You don't have to. Right. You just know that you can spend this much money or no, you can't. Right. And here's why. Right. You know, that's basically it. Right. And make sure that your credit card bill is paid and that your electric bill is paid and the taxes from your states are paid. Because think about it. She probably has 200 pieces of property. 
can you imagine? You know, I get aggravated running one house. It drove me crazy running three. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Hire me someone to do that. Find me someone good. Oh, they took care of Neverland Ranch? Not a problem. Looks like they can handle my shit. Yeah. Well, and it also helps, I think, in a lot of ways to actually do it probably for less. Because yeah. if you're talking about lawn services for a couple hundred pieces of property, mm-hmm. I'm sure you get a nice bulk rate. Right. Now, like we don't see this a lot in other yeah. positions. Example, Dolly Parton, she signs every check. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Well, and like Joan Rivers, she signed every check by hand. A lot of people have big problems with the idea of not having direct control of their money. Right. It's great when you have the head for business to do it. Right. When you're not going to get sucked into, I have it, I can spend it. Yeah. Right. If you're not going to take the, you know, I want it, I got it approach, um, you know, the, to just buy whatever, give money to whoever, do whatever, invest in whatever, give money to boyfriends. Like, if you're going to be smart with your money, if you're capable of that, and not everyone is. No. It's point blank. Not everyone is. Right. Um, if you're capable of it, it's fine. Um, if you're incapable of it, then, you know, unfortunately, your choices are, Either you get someone in the conservator, you know, business manager, accountant role, mm-hmm. however you want to term it, phrase it, or treat it, um, to manage the powers there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and that's blank. It's the level of powers. A business manager can only tell you about a deal. They may be able to sign a contract, but they can't enforce the contract. A conservator can pursue the deal. Here's an example. We recently saw Taylor Swift's Masters come up for resale. Okay? Brittany could have bought Taylor Swift's Masters if her conservator was in on the deal and was in the business to know that, oh, we want those. Those are money. Right. No, she did not buy them, although she was given the option to buy them. But... Unfortunately, Jamie Spears did not understand the deal. Mm-hmm. However, Britney's music being used on all these stupid commercials, he's been pursuing like an 80s king. Right. That's the important reason why Bessemer Trust was needed to be brought in. They look at long-term investments of their talent. Mm-hmm. Well, but, but the bigger issue meaning, um, mm-hmm. you, you will need someone yeah. Um, to to manage those finances and help, or at least help you manage those finances reasonably. Right. Um, for you know the long term, because mm-hmm. you know otherwise you end up in the uh, uh, Coleman situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's up, Willis? Um, or what are you talking about, Willis? Sorry, I don't know why I do that wrong every time. What you talking um, about? What you talking about, Lewis? Um, he had no money. He was broke. Yeah. He was so flipping broke for a child actor mm-hmm. that made tons of money. Mm-hmm. Ended up absolutely destitute broke. Mm-hmm. No way that should have happened. Right. No way that should have happened. Except all the wrong people had all the wrong control. Right. 
with all the wrong intent and a very little understanding mm -hmm. of what they needed to be doing and how to do it. Right. And what to do with it. Because his parents were left in control. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. instead of a company that specializes in it. I'll be honest, if my net worth ever gets below above $4 million, I'm hiring a business manager. If it ever gets above $20 million, I'm getting a <laughs> that can tell me when to buy a house and buy a diamond. Or so more importantly, just I can do it. More importantly, just go do it. Um, but yeah. No, I mean, there, there's a lot to it. It's not right. just simple. Like, this isn't balancing a checkbook. No. Um, th this is a lot of serious considerations that you have to have for someone's long-term, you know, future. Right. Um, especially when someone's a child actor. Right. Um, because I, I think we can all agree, Macaulay Culkin's career in front of the camera, pretty much over. Um, cute, adorable kid. Didn't work out so great as an adult. Mm -hmm. Really didn't. Not the cutest adult. Um, you know, his film career ended at childhood. Except he now directs. Um, or right. produces. I can't remember which. Produce. Which is a great outlet. And, you know, I think he's done some decent films. But, same time, that's not what always happens. Um, a lot of people ended up, you know, especially child actors, ended up fading into obscurity. Um, Britney Spears was also in that child musician category, mm -hmm. in which she's done good to hold on this long. Well, think um, this way. She owns or owns a portion of 68 different copyrights that she has to manage and maintain. Mm -hmm. Hire people to do that. Yeah. 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 Um, but now at the same time, mm -hmm. um, she she at least transitioned well from child star to adult star. Right. Um, a lot don't. A mm -hmm. lot end up in major controversy mm -hmm. because you know this cute 14 year old. Um, grew up and became, you know, an 18, 19, 20 or older adult. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the kid pop scene, you know, moved on from mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. um, but no one's idea of them did. Right. Um, and Brittany faced a lot of backlash when she made her, you know, transition. She did. But no, we are part of the Free Britney movement. We think it should, however, be a logical movement. You don't drop $60 million of business assets, and that is lowballing it, onto someone's lap and go, okay, we're done. You done good. You done, you made your checklist. You know who the president is. You know, you know, everything going on, you go manage it. it needs and that's a lot of assets for anyone. Right. Period. Period. Um, and especially since it's, we're not talking about straight cash assets. Right. Like, it would almost be easier if it's like, okay, Brittany, here's your $60 million savings account. Don't fuck it up. Um, have a nice day. Um, no, we're talking about a lot of, like, varied assets um, that are a lot more than just a balance in an account. Right. 
yeah. So that's a lot. Um, you know, for anyone. Right. Because I'm sure some of those are very complicated assets. Like, they're not just like, oh, we own property. Yay, pay the taxes, keep the electric on, yada, yada, yada. Um, it, it's it's going to be some very weird assets in terms right. of things. You, your mother does not own this. You, mm -hmm. you, you don't know someone who just owns this. Like, oh, it was Tuesday and they had them on sale, so I bought one. Yeah. Like, you, no. <laughs> yeah, nobody, uh, well, she owns apparently an outfit that's worth $3 million mm -hmm. that has to be maintained and everything else because she wore it on a Mickey Mouse special. Mm -hmm. The jacket is about $1,000 that she kissed Jeff, Jeff, um, Justin Timberlake in. Mm-hmm. These are th different assets that she maintains and holds. It's like Cher. If you guys have ever seen some of the corporate pictures of Cher, she's damn scary with her team. Mm -hmm. So. And that's someone else who's had a lot of, like, even with her team, mm -hmm. has had a lot of financial problems over the years. And right. it has taken her a long time to get to team. Because right. I think she was another one that tried to self-manage. Or I, had minimal staffing for it. Like, tried to keep it as low as possible. You know, she thought yeah. after she divorced Sonny, it was done. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, no. And then she had so much left over debt-wise from the Cindy Bono thing. There's the reason she done the forever. Tour. Yeah. Even Gizmo is for the free bit anymore. <laughs> oh, poor Gizzy. <sighs> He is he is super excitable. He is. Um, so not sure what happened there. I'm thinking maybe a cat went and tried to say hi. Um, well, I think he's trying to have conversation with them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no. So it, it's a lot for anyone. Um, Cher specifically has gone through a lot in her career, mm -hmm. um, and she's had to come out of retirement. What? two, three times, or restart her career two or three times? Two or three times. She's rebranded yeah. herself so many times, honey, you know. The plastic surgeons don't ask her if she's coming for an appointment. They just know she's coming in for a tune-up on Thursday. <laughs> Basically. Um, but there have been many others. Mm -hmm. um, and then there were a lot that were exploited in their careers. Right. Um, like the, the estates of Joan Crawford and Betty Davis should have been massive. Right. If their career had started after <laughs> um, Betty Davis took on Warner Brothers. Right. Um, but they didn't, obviously. Obviously. Um, they, they worked under old studio contracts that basically, on one hand, were really good. They paid nice stipends, mm -hmm. um, whether they worked or not. But they didn't have any kind of residuals from the work they did. Right. They basically got paid um, to a, a greater or lesser extent in pretty much the same fashion as the payroll clerk down the hall. Mm -hmm. You know, they got a salary. Here's your salary. Right. This is what, you know, you work when we tell you to work. You're going to do this number of pictures. And then we'll, you know, for X amount of time. 
Right. Like this is a guarantee. This is what we give you. Um, it's it's a really nice salary. Right. But in terms of you, but you're stuck here. Um, you you can only work for us unless we allow you to work for someone okay. else. And then you get into the situation of some of these movies made tons of money, mm-hmm. tons of money um, right. that they they didn't even get a fraction of. Right. Like they, they never saw it. They never got it. It was never something in their contract to get. Right. Um, so the studio made tons of money off of them mm-hmm. and effectively paid them very, very little. Mm-hmm. And but we still see that happening today in slave networks. Mm-hmm. Well, it, we see that in a lot of areas. I mean, that's effectively minimum wage in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hi. Um, but effectively, that's that was you know Hollywood mm-hmm. uh, pre you know the uh, Davis lawsuit, right. Like, but not for it, um, you know, a lot of Hollywood actors would still have only made minimal amounts of money for the pictures they, they do. Mm-hmm. That, you know, the idea of a, an actor or actress getting a million dollars just to show up, let alone making millions off of a film, mm-hmm. they'd never see it. Right. Now, I'm going to give a shout out. Um, if you are very interested in Emily, in the Britney Spears cases, watch Emily D. Baker. She is the one that breaks down the law documents for me and most of YouTube. Go over to her channel. She normally streams on thir- Tuesday mornings and whenever something breaks. Go check her out. She will actually give you page by page, word for word, what this means in pure English. She is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And that is Emily D. D- Baker. Yep. Yeah, you love watching her stuff. I do. I so want to get her on the Psychic Coffee Shop because she made one statement and I want the details on this statement. <laughs> yes, you, you, I like, yeah. So yeah. apparently psychics can't be sued. Yes. We want to hear more. Yes. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Uh, oh, yeah, Judy Garland was exploited. Uh, to some degree, Liza Minnelli, her daughter, was exploited. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's just so many. Yeah. I, I think Judy Garland was especially bad because of her age. Like, she was like, just when it all started. 13 on, though. Right. All her life. But, no, that's what I'm saying, is it started so young. She Like, the age in which everything started... Um, the drug use, the, you know, all of it started in her teens right? and continued and, and screwed her up for life. Like, I, there there was no way around that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it did a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Very much so, and continues to do damage. Mm-hmm. Um New story that we're not going to get to tonight, but it was really aggravating to me, and I didn't even send it because it was a video story. Was the number of trans parents that are now moving to Mexico and uh, to the state of Mexico and others in the South because of this new bans and bullshit driving? It's like really, but I find it really abnormal that the parents are going to whatever lengths they've got to do. If they got to pack up and move, they'll pack up and move to see mm-hmm. that their children are treated and given proper health care. 
Yeah. Well, and I think that the story of Judy Garland is one in which you had a child star that, that was a hot commodity and you wanted to keep her there as long as possible. Um, and so the studio did everything to keep her working, keep her, you know, looking as young as possible to keep working as a child star. Mm -hmm. And effectively, like, she had a real hard time being allowed to grow up mm -hmm. and and act like the adult she was going she was becoming and would be right um and instead became a very broken down mess right and you know that was her mother's fault too mm-hmm not untrue and same for liza minnelli yeah like i it's the generations there that get me Mm -hmm. is you, you already saw this happen to yourself mm -hmm. and then it just about repeated itself perfectly. Right. Um, not quite as bad, but still bad. Right. Um, it, it's really sad. Oh, there's a video we want to look into. Oh, all right. I want to see that one. Uh, Self-representation is always fun. We look forward to seeing that one, Ashley. Yes. Um, the hot tea on the Britney situation, where did you go? <laughs> I will gladly give hot tea on the Britney situation, but I've got to wait till Tuesday. And here's why. There are a lot of your documents flying at this, like, page work. Um, and I've got to understand what I'm looking at before I'll jump into it. Oh, what's the cards? Oh, yeah. Like, you I want to do that Tuesday? I want to do that. Um, I will do that for a hot tea. Okay. On live air about the Britney situation. But there's something I feel that's coming out Monday that's going to be like turning the pages. And I want to get that in my, in my wheelhouse before I do the cards on it. Because here's the thing this is what people don't get. This is why I say specific questions. Um, I need to know, understand what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yes, I will be doing the cards Tuesday night. I believe we don't have a guest. If we do have a guest, we'll stay late. Um, on the free, on Brittany. And see what the cards say. There we go. All righty. So, yeah, we do have one more story I think we can go through really quickly. Um, Miss Nevada to be the first openly transgender Miss USA contestant. Yes. So, yay. Awesome for representation. Well, not only um, for representation, but this is a big move mm -hmm. for Miss USA to do. Um, mm -hmm. When we have so many trans children out there facing discrimination. Right. Well, and especially in a world that is still struggling as to the conversation around are trans people real men and real women, which they are. Um, I, I think it's a big step for a program like Miss USA um, to, to take this on. Yeah, I think that it is. I think it's very big that they're taking it on. They're whole, like... She has to participate just as hard as everybody else does. And I have done contests. They are not easy. You've got to know your lines. You've got to know your dance moves. You've got to know your talent. You've got to know everything and be ready to take care of everything. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, th- that is uh, Gizmo telling the cast to get away from his den. <sighs> One day, he'll be a quiet little boy. Yes, three months, guys. Three months until he adjusts to the household. That is what we've read. Yeah, that's what the, that's her hope is within about three months he'll he'll be chill and right. be cool. Yes, but no, I'm back to Miss Nevada. I'm looking forward to this. I haven't watched Miss USA in a while. Mm-hmm. I will be tuning in for this. Hmm. Well, I can definitely say it's a big change. Um, I like, and it's not what I would have thought they would have accepted without a lot of struggle. Right. Um, and I'm curious if that's going to be part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's going to be a big backlash, if there's going to be people who boycott and lots of angry articles and, you know, I'm just curious where, how it's going to go. I'm not wishing this on them at all. Right. Um, or on Miss Nevada. To have to deal with that. Um, I am hoping this is like, okay, this is what we're doing now, and everyone's going to come along. Right. Um, That's my hope. Right. You know, and my hope is that she wins. Like, I'm normally, you know, Miss USA, I'm wanting Miss West Virginia to win. Not this time. Miss Nevada, let's take the crown. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, effectively, Mary points out we're all still Puritans over here. Uh, Queen Elizabeth I knew LGBT people in her court during her reign. Yeah. Yep. It's been a weird couple of centuries. Can we just say that? Like, a lot of things were... It's weird historically to read and find out that you know no these things were all in existence then and it was all fine and then it all went oh cattywampus and suddenly we ended up here and you know (laughs) well you know and here's where it goes cattywampus at is this very much that third second and third century Mm mm-hmm Second and third century, we have some weird things going on with the church. The church gains power. Before then, Roman times, big deal. Um, very commonplace. Second, third century, early Christian church, early, you know, you know, the Council of Nicaea, all this is where it started having it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that just gains power and control. And then at the same time, we start having other things carrying on. Masculine, you know, masculinity takes a large heap up. Um, Devon Trojan soldiers, that was commonplace. Like, there were commonplace, like, okay, accounting is the oldest business in the world. There is that. Although I still say Trojan is the worst name ever for a condom. When you think about it. I don't know. Do you know the full story of Troy? That is kind of a good name for it. You know, that way you can just sneak it in. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. 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 
I still joke about that one. I, I, I still think that's the worst name. Why? That is not the worst name. Okay. You know the worst name for a condom. Broken? <laughs> no. Life cycle. What? Those. Uh, yeah, life style? Yeah, there you go. Okay. <sighs> I'll take that one, then. Right. Um, but, yeah. Ah, so Mary's been to Pompeii and its brothel remains. See, now, I was watching a thing recently that pointed out that it wasn't quite the biggest brothel that everyone thinks it is. Mm -hmm. um, that there was a lot of effectively explicit art mm -hmm. all throughout, um, and it may have, in the wrong perspective, made it look a lot more hoary than it was. Well, uh, and the other thing to remember is the phallic symbol itself has always been finance, money. So they may be pointing to banks, and we just got some Puritans going, oh, my God, there's porn over here. It's gotta well, be no, effectively, as many as there are, it looks like a very sexually like liberated society when really not quite. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was comparatively, but... Um, no, the phallus is everywhere, not that really big a deal. Um, that, that was just about money, wealth, and prosperity. Mm -hmm. Um, but then there's also, a, a, but in terms of, like, uh, paintings, mm -hmm. um, those were mostly, you know, that, that was art. Yeah. And nudity was a part of that and wasn't really that big a deal. Right. And, so, and really, nudity didn't become a big deal until the Puritans came in and went, oh, my God, we got to cover up and hide everything. Mm-hmm. Basically. Yep. Oh, but yeah. Alrighty. So we're closing in on that lovely time. We are. I think we, we got to stop here. We do. Absolutely. So let's get loaded up. And, of course, we want to thank our Patreon sponsors. We do love our baristas. Beverly Walker, Mika G, Kathy, Mary Winfield, Brenda Bryant, Ashley Gish, Shannon C, and Shannon D. If you'd like to support the show or find out more about us, please visit pcspnetwork.com. Yes, and, you know, we have some great benefits there. I want to thank my Patreons. We had a lovely meeting. Unfortunately, I didn't film it. Next time I will. To, do note, the last Monday of the month will be your Patreon chat. That's where you get yeah. to come and sit down and have a coffee with us in a private Zoom. So please go ahead and put that on your calendars. It is the last Monday of the month, mm -hmm. which is putting it on the 26th. Yeah, so yeah, that'll end up being the 26th, the 30th, and the 27th for the next three months. Yep. So if you want to go ahead and mark those down. Yep. Sure. All right, you guys have a magical evening, a great weekend. Stay safe. Happy 4th. If you go out and show your patriotism, remember to be responsible with your fireworks. Mm -hmm. And as always, we'll see you Tuesday. Absolutely. Happy birthday and good night. Good night, y'all. <laughs>